Today I'm in conversation with Denise Nikalik. Denise has been the company owner of Nikalik Consulting for the last two and a half years. And this builds on her 20 years experience across a broad range of roles, including consultancy, senior level project management and operations, leadership of large global teams of as many as six, 700 people, working with global organizations such as Citi, JP Morgan and HSBC. Pretty impressive. We first met in early 2020 when Denise signed up for the Academy of Executive Coaching Practitioner Diploma in Executive Coaching. So I'm delighted to have some time today in conversation with Denise. Our topic today is COVID and coaching. Where is the business world today given over a year of living in this pandemic and where does coaching fit in? Morning, Denise. Welcome. Morning, Wendy. Delighted to be uh, on, able to talk to you today. Um, oh, I'm lovely. looking forward to our conversation. Yeah, thank you so much for your time and conversing with me today. I really appreciate it. And I'm really looking forward to our conversation and where, where our thoughts might take us today. So just I'm wondering if a good place to start is to hear about how life and work has been for you um, since our first lockdown here in Ireland, which was March, March 2020. How has life and work yeah, mm. how's it been for you? It's, it's amazing to think it's been 15, 16 months ago. And um, I, I guess one of the big things for me when the lockdown came, I think the middle of March and the schools were shutting down or, or you know, at that period, I was based in Dublin and, and had been based in Dublin for 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 years and years. Um, I'm originally from the west of Ireland, from from East Galway, um, a small, small village called Ballyforn. And I packed my bag for three weeks and said, right, if the world is going to shut down for a couple of weeks, I'll go west to the open fields and, and, and a bit more freedom than being in, in, in the middle of the city. And 15, 16 months later, I'm still <laughs> down west. I am very much, um, I guess, I've relocated down west. So from a life perspective, I've, I've shifted um, quite significantly. Um, accelerated by COVID. I won't say it would never have happened, but okay. COVID created a pocket of opportunity to just grasp it maybe a little bit more, more actively. Um, Work-wise uh, was an interesting one because because yeah I'm 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 in I've set up my own business I'm working for myself for a relatively short period of time two and a half um, years, and initially when the lockdown happened the diary cleared, uh. and um, but luckily the weather was very very nice so I chose and and I suppose very deliberately to stay in the present and say okay well what can you control influence do nothing about Denise the weather's nice you're down west. And I, and I spent a good six, eight weeks on a lot of projects, painting, gardening, I'm sure like many others. My brown bread is exceptional. And I'm very proud <laughs> to say that, you know, after all that practice. And then probably within a couple of months, work started to, to really, really open up conversations again. I think as businesses yeah. and teams pivoted overnight um, to, to this remote working environment, um, they recognized pretty quickly where Specific, particularly in the coaching space, support was um, was really welcome and, and, and reached out. So I started to get busy again in the summer and 
the last year has been a nice busyness, a busyness with balance, actually, is what I would say. Um, and is that 20... different? Yeah, I was going to say, is that different to how life used to be for you in work? Yes, I guess I, I'm somebody who's always been somebody who's, I loved my job, whatever jobs I've done, I've always loved them. Um, not to say they were easy or without their challenge, but, but, but absolutely loved them. And I kind of, probably something I've learned about myself is I can throw myself so into the moment that maybe I lose balance on the things that are important to me in the longer term. So one of my goals was I want to work for myself. I want to do work that I love with organizations and people who, who, who are really engaged in it um, and draw, you know, who are in the driving seat of, of whatever work we're doing. Um, and I want to do that in balance with my life. So, for example, I'm laughing here, Wendy, because my new dog that I got during COVID, which has been a lifelong dream, is chewing the hand off me right now. Okay. And I'm it together. <laughs> but that, that was one of the things. I, I yeah. never, for the last 10 years, I've really wanted a dog. And I thought, no, I can't. I traveled a lot with work. Yes. I was living in the city center. Mm. You know, dogs, I, I, I don't have children by choice, but I understand that dogs are a commitment, you know, um, and um, and I have a dog now, so that that helps to steer that balance for me. I think is more yes. on an even keel with yes. me rather than just um, yeah. achieving and being successful in role. Yeah. Uh, she was you know she I mean. was she was determined to make a, an appearance on the podcast, wasn't she? Well, and I think she's you know, achieved she's that. A, she loves the attention, so we're just lucky this isn't a a, a video podcast, or else you'd <laughs> see me being mauled right now. But I'm hope, we're holding. She'll get tired in a moment, and she'll she's only puppy. <laughs> So she yeah. will she will relax yeah. at a moment. <laughs> but 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 lovely because this balance in your life it's so important, isn't it? And it's it's mm. often what we help our coaching clients with. How do they get mm. how do they get their balance? So mm. it's lovely when we have explored that for ourselves and we've made it happen in our lives, then we're more authentic around it. Yeah. I, it, it's deep understanding. I, I think at a at a human level and at a kind of support level when when I coach you know coaches don't have the answers and yeah. and that's one of the things that I think in 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 coaching for me who can be quite solution focused and in my background it's like there's a problem we need to solve it let's get in coaches don't have the answers but they help to steer a thought process or maybe create space um for for yeah. individuals to cement the focus for themselves uh, and one of the things for me is that I I, I understood more clearly what was important to me and then took more deliberate action to create in that space for myself and being able to do that for clients yeah I believe and I know it can happen so that in itself can be supported in the in the coaching dialogue yes. and in, in that trust and and, and support um, yeah. that you want to be able to give your clients in, in a coaching process yeah, yeah so what what have you found your clients have been asking you for during COVID yeah specifically um during covid actually the beginning was really coaching for headspace mm. um you know individuals recognizing that the work environment leaders where teams and organizations are looking for direction and guidance and understanding as to what what to do and what's going on and and nobody really had that oh it's okay this is what's going to happen it's okay this is how we're going to manage it everything was in such flux so yeah. so some of that coaching particularly in the first six months i would say was around creating space cementing mm. focus um a place of reflection and consideration to sort of um lock and load and take it out so so i, I wouldn't say that was for everyone but i would say there was definitely themes in there of 
of thoughtful space um, putting down the multiple plates individuals were spinning and being able to walk away with just that clarity and alignment and focus, mm. um, which, which was a big theme. Um, yes. More recently, it differs, and I, and I suppose I coach a lot in the banking and finance space because that's my background, mm -hmm. um, but, but also across, you know, multiple different areas. Um, there's a real focus on what's coming how what's what's coming what's coming down as a leader you know we're, we're we're coming out of this enforced physical distance that was there and and I you know kind of say we've worked from home for the last 18 months I think that understates what it's been we've worked from home in an environment where we've been socially distanced and physically distanced from so many so it's not just been your typical what will be working from home going forward or remote working going forward yeah. Um, so how do we, as leaders in organizations, as team members, transition back into whatever that will look like yes. um, and make that more productive? Because there's, there's excitement around it. There's also, I, I feel, some nervousness or anticipation or a lack of a, exactly how it's going to look because we don't know yet, you know, uh, yes. and there's so many changing elements yeah. that um, leaders are, and individuals are looking to think about that and starting to create that culture which will allow the transition to work more effectively both for team members and for the collective teams and organizations. Yeah. So that's a really interesting comment you make around um, it wasn't just remote working it was remote working and social distancing and mm. the lockdown you know of hospitality and going out doing things um, Mm. And then the uncertainty of what we're transitioning into in the workplace. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, I think to be fair, how amazing have, and, and I suppose I'm working with, with groups and individuals whose work has continued through COVID yeah. uh, as well, you know, um, but maybe, you know, there are many others whose work stopped, you know what I mean? Those in, in the retail sector and in, in the hospitality sector. And I think for some, depending on their home circumstances, that varied really differently. Um, you know, did I have, I didn't have my 40 minute commute each way to work. Um, did I throw that into work, you know, and did I give that bit extra? And was work actually part of the distraction during this pretty much the guts of 18 months where where yeah. you know I couldn't go out or meet people or, or do other things and and now how am I going to transition back into work and can I pull back from work because my social environment's going to open up a little bit more um there is there is there's there's different aspects of this transition going through yes. individuals minds I think how do I go back to commute if I yes. if I traveled a lot with work that travel was my thinking time, like the commute to work. Yeah. Um, for many, I think, and certainly for me, the commute to work was a delineation and a switch off between home and work. Yeah. We lost that for 18 months. Yes. Um, it was a thinking time going to work. It was a pack it away and reflection coming home from work. Yeah. And we've, we've adjusted. And I think many, we've had to develop individual strategies and disciplines, self-disciplines around working from home, some of which have worked better than others. Mm. And um, when we go back, what bits of what's working now do we take with us? Yes. And how does go, how is going back going to change 
um, change that. So that, you know, as human beings, mm. we don't love uncertainty. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we want we want to kind of know that it's going to be OK. And ultimately it will be OK, but we get to shape it. So the coaching yeah. focus is a little bit around creating the space to think about shaping that yes. next phase, yes. whatever that will look like. And it could be different for different people. And as you were talking there, I was thinking of, you know, the standard, the traditional change, change theories. And of course, they all, you know, talk about when change is happening, what it's like, what do we let go of? What do we need to uh, be sad about that, that isn't, you know, in our lives mm. anymore? But want to take with us that was good. Mm. It was good from the past experience be that experience good or bad but the, 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 yeah. there's often good in everything so what do what what is it we what is it we're worried about now losing that mm. we find we really valued perhaps in the way life has been for the last year and a bit mm. um, yeah. yeah yeah even for me myself I, I kind of think oh god you know when we go back to this does this mean I'm going to be on the road four days a week which which mm. I I'm predominantly would do my work in client organizations and yes so much of the of the, the, I know we've gotten zoomitis from time to time, but so much of it has been very productive and effective. So where, what yeah. does that blended future look like for me? And what, what boundaries are, do I want to set with my, with my clients? Do I go out and say, I'll be anywhere, anytime? Mm. Or do I go out and sort of look to manage that? And, and even thinking and reflecting about that allows me to kind of understand what I want. Um, and, and, you know, we find, I, I, I'll speak from, from the self, you know, I could find myself at times sometimes thinking, well, I don't want this, I don't want that, I don't want the other. And I have to actively, and it's powerful to reframe that and kind of think, well, Denise, what do you want? Describe what, uh, what good looks like. Um, yeah. You know, describe what great would look like. And, yeah. and then start to create then the dialogue and the understanding and manage, you know, and engaging with clients, because we kind of assume sometimes everyone's going to want everything of us again, you know, and that's, yes. that's, that's very passive. And, and actually, it's not it's not true, first yeah, of all, you know, that's a really great point. So how do we how do we say this is what I would love, given mm -hmm. given what I've experienced in this mad world for the past year and a bit, like we weren't expecting it, we didn't ask for it, we were thrown into it, we coped, we maybe even thrived through it. And now what now that I know both the worlds, <laughs> the normal world of the past and the COVID world, pandemic world, what what would I love my working life to look like mm. going forward? Mm. Yeah, it's very empowering. Um, I suppose what we create for ourselves, we're accountable for. We're, we're adults and human beings. So there is that personal accountability. Um, and sometimes it's easier to say, oh, I'm not able to do this or that or the other. So there is that level of empowerment. But that's that's where the magic sauce is in terms of saying we can we can yeah. all to some degree not shape every aspect of it, but really understand what good and great looks like for ourselves yeah. right now yeah. based on what we want. And that's yeah. I think that's a great starting point to be able to navigate the next year, yeah. 18 months. Yeah. That's good. And do you have any um, any snippets of what's coming to you as you ask that question of yourself? Like what what would great look like for you? For me, as for me in my work, um, yeah. what would great look like? Oh, yeah, I have a, I have a, I have a, no, I do have a good sense of it. I mean, I, I really love working with clients and the connection. And, you know, when you work for yourself, you can work with people and teams and organizations 
that you really that I want to work with and that in sight work I'm I'm extroverted I'm feeling driven uh relationship driven so I'm a hugger you know so <laughs> so um no I don't go around hugging my clients but that, that, that sort of physical kind of being in the same room I think really really yes. helps particularly in some of the type of work I do with teams around building deepening trust you know and having mm. honest conversations that are that have discomfort in them and tension but healthy tension and healthy discomfort so I, I see the future for me being you know certainly being able to spend some time in clients but it's yeah. not the default for all of the work that I do because a lot of the work that I do also has worked extremely well um, mm. with some across Ireland organizations we have multiple sites together on zoom calls and that has allowed a cross-pollination of perspectives um, and insights that's been really powerful so you would lose that by going you know, 100% back into site for clients. Um, my, my, uh, what I have sort of what good looks like is that balance of maybe a day or two a week traveling and sort yeah. of a balance with continuing the, 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 the Zoom and, and the Microsoft Teams and all of the, the different modes of, of working yes. with individuals and groups. Yes. And, and now that I have a dog, I have a dream that basically at some point when my dog comes out of puppyhood, um, she's amazingly empathetic. She's, she's just she's a lovely um she's a lovely soul about her and I, and I actually think yeah. there's something around around bringing her into working now she's squeezing a toy in the background I don't know if you can hear that oh, yeah. it's like she knows I'm talking she knows. about her <laughs> she's going to take over the business after I retire I think. <laughs> um so there's something in it where I kind of I do see her being a part of some work with some clients and I don't really know what that looks like yet and I don't need yeah. to know yet yes but I think when you look at what the role that animals have played for people in this pandemic in terms of connection in terms of comfort yeah. Uh, there's something about how do we bring that forward because when we come out of the pandemic do we put that aside and say oh we don't need them so much again yeah. how can we how can we just link that forward in some way so I don't know coaching coaching with Denise and her and her great Dane um imagine the peace and the tranquility of that I'll put it out there as an idea yeah lovely really lovely so yeah going going forward uh the the snatches the snatches of what you would love in 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 your working life going forward are that sort of mix of being there in the room with the teams um given your love of just being with people and connecting with them the relationship the trust perhaps the difficult conversations that that, that perhaps people feel more able to enter into when when we're all in the room together but also balancing the benefits of um, uh, like multi-site organizations mm. being able to come together just so easily on something like Zoom or Teams mm. and, and the benefits of that. Yeah, mm. right. That's, and, and, and for you, maybe traveling one or two days a week, but certainly yeah. not on the road every day as your, as your default. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, which was the default of being busy. And I, I'm I'm doing it quite a lot of work at the moment around supporting teams and, and organizations to really prepare for the workplace of the future in right. terms of, of terms of digitalization, in terms of transformation, um, you know, the different skills and competencies, not yeah. the technical side of things, because I'm far from a technical expert um, or even competent technically, I'll be quite honest, but but more from 
the kind of engagement, the the social capital skill sets, the the critical thinking, innovation, you know, really harnessing those elements which which we do in part depending on our role in different ways, but will become a more of an important um, needed applied approach in in the future of work as technology helps us do these things that are maybe more mundane or take out activities or shift our role more significantly how do we create and define what the next thing is for us Uh, and that's this coaching as part of that but also kind of your mindset and uh, and thinking about you know our own capabilities um and our own desires and wants so 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 that's quite interesting so is that like the human side of you know an advance or a change like digitalization or something yeah you work with our our normal human resistances or attractions around that kind of thing yeah that that, the, the, the sort of how we I suppose as individuals how do we engage in that when we're part of the when we're in the wave of that change which to be honest with you, all of us are in some degree uh, uh, part of its understanding and the awareness. And then how do we engage with it um, proactively and maybe productively? And, and then the other piece is, you know, the workplace of the future, computers and, 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 and automation will do so much, but there'll be a much more stronger reliance on communication, collaboration, how people work together will play a much more significant role in terms of success of teams and, and you know, c- you know, improvement and, and impact and, and organizational success. Yeah. So, you know, in, in many regards, I think it'll become a more exposed skill set where that where where if it's not there, it will impact the bottom line more yeah. than in the future than it possibly does now. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that makes sense if I've explained that particularly yeah, well. No, I, I think I understand it and it, it sounds to me like the it's the human bit, like what, what makes mm. us human and what are our human gifts um that that technology can't replace. Mm. But I also think what you're saying also is um I, almost like how do we have to up our game maybe if if we're not playing to our strengths as humans because it's not going to compensate or technology will not be able to compensate for it absolutely absolutely and and there's 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 a space i suppose a growing space and focus in that in the clients that i'm working with um because it's i think the world economic forum refers it refers to those skills as power skills um because we won't harness the technology and create the impact that we want unless we're really leveraging the power skills um, and developing those power skills as well as part of that. Mm. Yeah. So then a question comes to mind for me, and it's, are you noticing at all that, um, I guess because we've been forced to be socially isolated, is there a hunger amongst people in organisations to work together again and to harness things together? I would, I would say overall, yes. I, I, huh? I think, you know... Um, I, I, I think that there is a deep desire to get back. You know, one of the things that is is comes up again and again is just that physically being in a site and saying hello to someone in the hallway or, or seeing them at the coffee dock and sitting down and having a coffee and then hearing about something that's happening in another area and that helps inform or connect another conversation, which then creates collaboration, 
you know, three conversations down. Um, so, so actually there's, there's the socially missing out uh, on elements, but then there's also a very strong link with that, with the, the sense of, I'm not just working on my job in my role or my team is not just working on this, but I have a real sense of what's happening broader across the organization and the way that we interact and can help and support each other. Um, so that siloed element, um, everybody's been so busy. Yes. Um, everybody's been so, I think there's been real thoughtfulness during the last 15 months or so, 16 months. But in a way, some of that thoughtfulness may have resulted where I haven't picked up the phone to Wendy to say, hi, can I ask you about this? I've I've strived along on my own and tried to get something done because, oh, I know Wendy's really busy and she's up the walls or this is going on and I don't want to be intruding on her. Yeah. Where if we were in the workplace, I might have walked over and said, Wendy, three minutes, pick your brain. Let me know yeah. when works, you know. Yes. So so there's I think we've been thoughtful during the last 15, 16 mm. months. And, and and that's really, really good. But some of that thoughtfulness may have created just some a little bit more distance. And yeah. when we're physically back together, I think that will connect. Um, that will connect very quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And so I'm going back in my mind again to our topic of COVID and coaching. Mm. Um, and just wondering, any, any other thoughts on how coaching, and I suppose we're talking individual coaching as well as team coaching. Mm. Um, and maybe we're also thinking more broadly coaching as in coaching conversations in organisations. Yeah. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I, I definitely do. I, I think if we think about coaching from that perspective of one-to-one external coach, I, I, I'm not, I, I mean, there's an element of that, but, but when I think about a successful transition to back to the office or back to the site, yes. wherever that is for people. Um, you know, there's a lot of organizations looking at, well, how do we do the blended? How do we provide some flexibility for individuals, but also kind of really harness the team and the, and the, 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 the creativity, the dialogue, the teamwork, all of those elements together. And whether that's two days a week for teams or a week a month, I don't know. It'll be yeah. different. Mm. I I feel that coaching will have a real significant role to play in those two days a week or that one week a month being what it needs to be to support, you know, the the other three days a week being from uh, home. So, yes. you know, imagine a situation where we're returning to work. And I'm two days a week in the office, but those two days a week are full of meetings back to back to back. Well, then, to be honest, could I have done that from home? You yes. know, and if if we're in the office as a team, how are we structuring that time um, thoughtfully and deliberately structuring that time so that it is valuable? I'm, I'm, a, I'm a West of Ireland girl. Are we milking the cow? you know, when we're in the office, you know what I mean? Rather than just being physically in the office and thinking that's ticking a box and that's going to make us, you know, create that foundation to be a high performing or an innovative or whatever is required of us as a team. Okay. And coaching to me will play a huge role in that in terms of peer-to-peer of -peer support and coaching. The little conversations, the 10 and 15 minute conversations, the way that we interact and when we are together have more powerful and more meaningful dialogue that supports then our our maybe yes. our more virtual environment however blended that will look for us yes yes 
So I'm, I'm thinking there of, I don't know if, if you use this analogy with teams, the, the hamburger model. So the hamburger model, so the meat in the middle is the content of what we need to talk about or the work we're doing. And then the top bread map is the, uh, is the how we work together. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, how we work together in terms of the structure of our meetings or the process of our meetings or how often we see each other. Um, just any structures and processes we have in place that eases the way for how we all get the job done. And then the bottom bread map is um, how we all feel, what the climate in the team is like, mm. um, you know, maybe the under the surface stuff. So it's sounding like, you know, as, as coaches, as team coaches, we can help people attend to the two how bits, the mm. how we're structuring, attending to things and how we're attending to our group connection, our um the the just the emotions and, and the underlying stuff in the team mm. yeah i think that's a that's a nice link and you know as coaches we we can play a role in supporting that and and helping to build an understanding and 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 help facilitate teams to create that because i don't think there's any one formula that's going to work for for every team that's not the way yeah. it's going to work there is a piece of creation and having an invested amount of time um, for teams to define that and for leaders to, to help to, to understand that, mm. I believe will really support that transition back yes. um, to be more effective. Yes. Um, and even talking about it, because, you know, I mean, this is the challenge at the moment. Teams don't necessarily know what it's going to look like. Mm. Leaders don't necessarily know what it's going to look like. So everyone's sitting there going, what are they going to say? I don't know. Will it be? It might be a month's time. We'll have to, you know, we'll see yes. how the COVID numbers are and the vaccine numbers are and how it's going to play out. But these are the quite, quite, quite sort of brainstorming conversations that can start now to sort yes. of create alignment and understanding so that when that clarity comes through, yeah, teams can be more prepared to engage in that more aligned in terms of of, of what they can pull out and apply more quickly um and and, and ultimately they're what they're building is muscle strength for agility and engagement mm -hmm. in the next phase versus yeah. well we wait to hear the news and then we'll go into a room and talk about how's that going to work for us so it's, yes, it's really yes. proactivity is the word that comes to mind yeah, for me yeah yeah lovely and what about the word that's just come to my mind is like fatigue and weariness of those mm. who are maybe now wrung out because mm. of what the, the pivoting they've had to do, the, the uncertainty, the scenario planning, the launching into one thing and then another. Mm. Are you experiencing that with your clients? Mm. Yeah, a little, um, definitely. Um, there's there's that element of I was speaking to a group this week um, in Singapore and we were talking about design thinking and, you know, the, the, the thoughts around that and the iterative nature of it. And, and one gentleman was so lovely and honest and, and they were a quiet group. They were more listening than speaking, I have to say, which which was lovely then to sort of get the comment of, yeah, but that iterative process, wouldn't it be nice to just get it done and know that it's right? you know, and know that it's kind of done and we can move on to the next thing. And, you know, there's that desire to go, like I have a great desire when I write out my to-do list to go down with a highlighter and go done, 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 done. But the reality is that to-do list is ever growing and I get stuff half done or I, I do a bit of it and actually I need to do another bit differently. And, mm. you know, that, that the human 
I suppose, our own personal appetite for that and understanding of how we manage our internal batteries, how we charge ourselves. What is what are the parts that we find more draining? How can we rethink or reframe those so that yeah. change change is um, is ever present? There's a great little book called um, Change is Great. You go first. <laughs> and it's that element of, you know, it's all very good. We don't really get to choose. I mean, COVID's a great example. We don't mm. get to choose a tremendous amount. And our motivation and our desire tremendously impacts how we engage in change, whatever that change is. Um, so, you know, if we think about teams creating or being being a part of the voice of defining the future, that very much will support motivation and desire in, in some regards for people. There is, there is, I think, an element of courage and bravery for individuals to also connect with themselves and understand what's going on in themselves. Um, you know, I, I think of myself at different stages in my career where it was much easier to be busy yeah. than to actually ask the tougher questions in terms of balance and other things and, you know, um, yes. throwing yes. yourself into something because then you're busy and you're tired. But maybe not, but there's an element of something that's that's just not, it's like a guitar that's not properly tuned in. You know what I mean? There's a yeah. couple of dud notes. So for, yes. so for individuals, am I tired? How tired am I? What's causing that tiredness? Is that, is that a deeper fatigue or is that it's just been a crazy two weeks? Yes. What recharges my battery? I had a conversation with another with another man a couple a couple of months ago now, and we were talking about that recharging our batteries and and again, he was great and honest. And he said, look, Denise, I have three kids at home. I have a really busy job. I would love to take 20 minutes a day to go for a walk. I'd love to. But that is not. I just can't. I cannot commit to that for myself. I just can't. I need to be I, at this stage. I cannot do that. And uh, we'd great. We'd, we'd, it was a great group and great, robust conversations. And I said, OK, if I pick up the phone call phone to you tomorrow morning and said, listen, I'm in a bit of bother. I need 20 minutes of your time. Can you give it to me? What would you say? And he said, I'd say no problem. And I said, so you can find 20 minutes for me. But you need to understand that. I suppose it's a bit, it's, it's, there's no right and wrong answer here, but look in the mirror and yeah. understand. Yeah. At what point does the boundary of needing to create that 20 minutes for me become more important than giving yeah. it to others? Because it, 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 you, our batteries, our personal space and our energy will impact the how we're giving to others and the quality mm. of what we're giving to others. And that's subtle. You know, that nice. grows over time. So so tuning into our own radio station and listening to ourselves, even if it's not a song we particularly like, um, <laughs> is is important to do from time to time just to reset. Yeah. 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 And that's this is not easy stuff. Sometimes yeah. sometimes we want to, you know, keep busy. Yeah, I love yeah. I love that point, Denise. I think it's very wise and it, it kind of does bring us full circle and where we started the conversation was around balance and mm. the changes you've made in your life over the past 15 months or whatever to find that balance and I think it's very true that it's almost like there's um there's a the challenge I guess the challenge to us all is how do we choose to spend our time so that we have we have the balance. Yes, it can be wave after wave of change uh, coming at us as humans. We probably naturally yearn for stability and the status quo resumed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then we know where we stand, but that's not going to happen. So it really 
throws us this challenge of so how are you going to manage yourself within that how are you going to mm. be aware of any fatigue or lack of self-care um so that you can and, and that's an ongoing almost like a daily practice but like mindfulness is, is you know, mm. say about mindfulness it's a daily practice you're never kind of done <clears throat> <laughs> and and you can be supremely calm and grounded perhaps for days on end and then and then you're not going to be because something will mm. come along that will that will throw us so it's a constant endeavor mm -hmm. to look at ourselves and say okay how am I and am I am I making wise choices about my energy my time uh, mm. am I in the mood I want to be in if not how do I change that mm. Um, mm. yeah so it's yeah. linking into resilience there for me because resilience mm. is one of these topics that's been talked so much about. It's so yes. front and center, particularly over the last year and a half. And, and you know, it's a, it's a newer area of research. It's a newer area of, of exploration. But, you know, a lot of the studies, um, when they're looking at the factors that contribute to personal resilience, one of the more primary consistent factors that show up is having caring and supportive relationships. Um, now, for me, that's a that's life, right? And as opposed to work only, that's very much a life statement. For 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 me, in terms of work, how do I think that coaching will refine, can help refine those coaching skills. As a member of a team, if I understand some of the ways to have more powerful conversations, mm -hmm. more supportive conversations, um, could really help kind of be a link into deepening resilience for individuals and teams yeah. um and there's something in that there's some link in that for me for coaching skills coaching is traditionally you know there are different we all have different views based on our exposure to it and our experiences of it when you receive powerful coaching you get it um yeah. you just you just get it all right and you understand what it is but you know and, and i'm talking about support development a space to allow someone to just put out what's going on but importantly then structure and come out of that conversation with some ideas of a way forward or some thought process or, or just a, a d what you say a, a d of depressurizing of, of yeah. whatever that is so there's cleaner thought and, yeah. and i think as teams and as individuals if we can do that more for each other we can we can help deepen the resilience in, in individuals yeah. and teams and that's where i see you know, I see for the net, for looking forward, me working with with leaders and organizations to help support that yeah. process. Yeah, uh, and it's a bit like being a driving instructor, right? You're not driving the car. You do have access to a brake usually <laughs> in the passenger seat, but your hands aren't on the steering wheel. But you're really helping to sort of support someone to learn to learn that and to engage yeah. in that. So yeah. will and appetite will, will be a big part mm -hmm. of that. Um, but it's exciting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, on that note, uh, I will draw our conversation to a close. It's um, as ever, it's been just fascinating to 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 talk with you. You have a, a wonderful, uh, creative, creative mind. And it's just lovely to hear you touch on your work over the past whatever and and your your view of what your work will be going going forward. And um, yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for your time today. It's and, been a uh, pleasure. Yeah. It's been a pleasure. All right. Absolutely Take wonderful. Care. Thank you, Wendy. Take care.